Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists, to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank. Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Quinny and Reginald have switched bodies while Juniper is looking for answers to her mysterious scroll at Candlekeep. Juniper discovered she has to find a planeswalker. Quinny was faced with the terrible violence of Reginald's former horde, and Reginald is forced to lead a gnome heist against Quinny and his old army pals. What will happen when Quinny and Reginald meet face to face? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Uh, Juniper, after a uh, a long night of. Uh, Rum with uh, mm-hmm. Sylvira. Um, uh, the two of you became like pretty good pals. Uh, I think um, honestly, again, she's super stressed and kind of needed a friend. Um, and for you, it's you've been on the road a long time. It's also like one of those weird things where it's like it's nice when you're traveling alone to just make a random friend along the way yeah. that doesn't have a ton of like quest baggage. Oh, uh, and I 100 percent at one point like turned into what, what's Jezebel again? Uh, a closet. Yeah, I definitely, like, changed into a closet and, like, ha- had some fun. <laughs> Amazing. Um, does that mean you had sex with Jezebel? <laughs> not necessarily. Uh, Laura, not necessarily. You have to tell us. <laughs> no, no, she's, no. she's not taking it off the table entirely, but I don't know, you know. None of us were there. No. <laughs> Write your own hit cannon. No, it uh, was more just like... Um, no, it was, it was I'm just more imagining just like, I can call closets. you a piece of shit, too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm just imagining two closets, like, bumping cloacas like birds, just going, you piece of shit, you piece of shit, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I think we determined that. Um, <laughs> I, I believe we determined that Jezebel has like a, a long-standing crush on uh, Werner in um, in <laughs> so. the Avernus yes. one shot. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, there 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 might have been some some playful flirting, um, but uh, but no uh, no knocking boots. Um, no. <laughs> so um, you. Uh, uh, later that evening, um, you, uh, Sophia says she, she unfortunately does have to get back to, um, the business of possibly having to go to Avernus to help her friends. Um, so, uh, you take your leave. Um, the, the map, um, gives you directions to a, a farm, um, uh, quite a ways away. Uh, so it's going to be a, a bit of a journey for you and Clippity Cloppity. Uh, is there anything else you want to do in Candlekeep um, or in the, the various um, sort of places within the town before you go? Um, I, uh, I don't know anything other, like, really just restocking on kind mm-hmm. of my basic rations. And uh, um, I, I think Juniper will go, vi- I mean, she's going to have some meals and, so at some various bars and and kind of chat people up just to kind of be around people again and mm-hmm. uh, but that other than that I, I think she's um she's kind of uh, raring to go understood get, get some answers um so I imagine you're probably gonna spend the night in Castlekeep or sorry Candlekeep yeah. fuck I'm yeah. so bad at that um, <laughs> so spend the night in Candlekeep um and then uh, set out uh, in the morning probably makes yeah. sense. Um, so, uh, Juniper, you'll get a full night of rest. Um, you can level up to 12, uh, along with the rest of the party, which I know we, we did like off air, yes. but you do it. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to give you one point of inspiration for kind of, um, just getting to, to spend a bit of time relaxing and talking to people and kind of reconnecting with that. Also, I think in your quest to get answers on, on the Great Clyde, like with with uh, the Dum Dums, you've actually managed to find m- far more answers than than you would have expected. Um, but you actually you have more answers now from Sylvira. Um, I will also say, um, can you roll me actually uh, a charisma check? Charisma check, sure. Oh, that's not good. Uh, eight. Okay. Um, on an eight, I'll say you, um, <clears throat> you can ask one vague question of me from like the night. Um, because uh, admittedly you spent a bunch of time drinking with Sylvira. So you did mm-hmm. get more than just your like three square answers, but I will say this is more like a thing you managed to learn over the course of the evening. Um, it's a terrible role, so I feel like this is yeah. probably more like a question you have about yourself or about the world, less so a tell me about the Great Collide, how to stop it kind of thing. But what's what's one thing you think would have come out over the course of the evening that Juniper would would want to know? Uh, um, a just really basic question of like, why did the scroll come to me? Is it meant for me? Okay. Um, or did I just end up with it? Based on what she knows of Augur Scrolls, um, she this is like a, I think like a later later in the evening thing before you kind of went out to to visit everyone else. But what um, she would have explained is um, Augur Scrolls are often responsible for Chosen One narratives in the world. Um, they're often 
why people set out on quests. Um, and they're often put very deliberately in the path of, of capable people. Um, mm. Her guess would be that in your changeling community uh, in Eberron, whoever the keepers of the scroll were, uh, whoever obtained the scroll, would have had to choose who to give it to. Um, so basically her argument is something to the effect of you're not chosen by fate or destiny. There's no godly hand driving you. And also you've, you've met gods at this point. So like, you know, they're around. Um, but more so weirdly, like you weren't fated to get the scroll, but weirdly by obtaining the scroll, you did in a sense become a chosen one because you were chosen by the people who were aware that uh, it wasn't like a let's hope you have the power. It was like we think she's our best shot. <laughs> so it's it's weirdly it's weirdly. Dis- I hope they haven't misjudged me. <laughs> I mean, you say that like Eberron still exists. Who knows? Great collide. What? Um, but um, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. I think she would have had a laugh with you about that too. That's possibly when you're a closet. Who knows? It definitely was. <clears throat> Great. Um, Am I just yeah. a piece of shit? She's like, yeah, but I mean, ultimately, we're all pieces of shit. That's why I like Jezebel so much. She tells it like it is. Like, you're just, uh, you're just a, a, you know, they determined you were the best person to have it. So by virtue of that, yeah, you're a chosen one. But no, you're not the chosen one. There's no great hand of destiny at work here, I don't think. Um, I think you're just someone who wants to help solve a big problem before we all get, like, fucking killed. I think that actually makes me feel like a little bit better and more grounded. <laughs> I think so. I think that's part of the reason why you're able to just spend a night in town just like, hanging out with people. Yeah. To some extent, okay. your burden has been lifted, not in like a greater I did it way, but in a, oh, I don't have to worry about being Neo anymore. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's kind of nice. Now I can just focus on being Trinity and actually get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> well, he stands around talking cool. Um <laughs> Yeah, so you spend uh, an enjoyable evening in town, uh, get a point of inspiration, get a proper night's sleep, uh, and you'll set out in the morning. Um, so, uh, back to team um, caravan heist. <laughs> um, so, uh, Ryan slash Reginald in Quinny, um, you're uh, sneaking up to the caravan. What's your plan for this? Okay, so his his plan currently is he'd obviously tell Lyndon to, like, not shoot Reginald because Reginald's their inside man. Um, He'd like to essentially sneak up to Reginald walking at the back of the group uh, and then talk to him while other people have, like, quiet, you know, like, because I'm imagining carts aren't quiet. Horses aren't quiet. So he can have a sneaky side conversation while he's invisible, hopefully with Quinny in the back to like figure out what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) All right. uh, Go ahead and roll me a stealth check, please. At advantage because you're invisible. I will roll against you with enemy perception. Okay. uh, 30. You rolled better than my 17. That's for dang sure. Um... So, wow. um, I think you do a full on like, um, cronk sneaking in, uh, Emperor's New Groove where it's like a do, 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 do kind of situation. Um, cause you're used to like trying to sneak as a big guy. 
So your body, your little body is moving like a big guy sneaking would, but you're light and quiet and wearing an invisibility ring. So you're, you're actually just fine. Yeah, and um, I'm like springing more than I think because I'm used to have to put force into steps to right, make the yeah, armor. Yeah, yeah. Only it's like you're walking on the moon. Weight, and I have boots of striding and springing. So it's just like <laughs> it's a flea circus thing going on invisibly in the background. Yeah, you're nice. just having a good old-fashioned John Carter sequence. It's a good movie. Shut <laughs> up. Um, just, just springing around. Um, okay, great. So, uh, Quinny, um, can you roll me a perception check um, in your, your Reginald suit? Yeah. Not great, Bob. Uh, perception is what? Wisdom? It's so alien to me to have these uh, not alphabetized, but just in like what skill they're based on. Uh, is that minus one to perception? Okay, so that's yep. a three. That's a three to perceive. You are astounded when you hear a whisper. Because, <laughs> I mean, you're Quiddy Brown Bear. You've got eyes in the back of your head most days. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, Ryan, you successfully sneak up on him. He does not know you're there. You don't necessarily know that. What do you do? Uh, I feel like he'd be quiet and just be like, hey, Quinny, it's Reginald. Keep walking. Just look in front of you. Pretend it's all normal. Definitely, like, very scared. Like, turn around, like, <laughs> like mock martial arts pose. Like, ah! And then uh, very quickly kind of hands at my side and continue to, to walk. All right. So I found out what happened. And it turns out that daily lady... It's kind of a wizard. It's made us switch bodies so we'd learn how to be friends. Oh, I thought she did. She'd do that to us. Um, I, I had an inkling as I was dragged out the door. Can you roll a stealth check there, bud? <laughs> Why are you Tyler talking bud? like an old man? I'm just trying to copy you. You don't have uh, to do that. I'm talking like you. But this sounds like your whispering voice. I guess. <laughs> uh, eight, it's a complicated uh, process. Stealth is zero, so 18. All right, you're you're still the um the the muscle reflex in your brain. This is so weird. There's a lot of like weird phantom limb stuff we're getting into, but I think Yeah. It's like does intelligence modifier change for us kind of thing and yeah. Mm. I mean, in theory no, but mechanically it kind of needs to just for the sake of it's fun that you have each other's character sheets. Yeah. But um That's Okay, actually <clears throat> That's a good point. So what I'll say is if it's a stat that you're normally incredibly proficient in, um, I'll give you advantage on checks with that. You still have to use the the stat sheet that you've got, but it's like Quinny is smarter than Reginald, but I'm he's having to. He's not. <laughs> no, <laughs> Reginald's actually very smart, but yes. yeah, fine. He's more dexterous than Reginald, 100%. but he still has to transfer what his brain would register, what his essence would register as dexterity through the body of a, of a big guy in armor. So <clears throat> if it's a check you're normally extraordinarily proficient at, uh, you get advantage because your brain would actually be good at, like, for example, in this instance, Quinny, even though it's unfamiliar vocal cords, your brain's still like, shh, quiet vocal cords. <laughs> so the voice comes out like, you know, quiet, gravelly, Christian Bale Batman, but you still know how to modulate. So yep. Quinny will have advantage on dex, and I'll have advantage on intelligence. If we want to take our, our highest stats and say those will carry over. Yep. I'll take that. I would also cool. say, though, um, um, also treat it with skills. So, like, um, for instance, so actually, yeah, so anything that's related to that skill. So, for example, stealth, you're in a big, loud body, but if years of Metal Gear have taught me anything, hmm. a lot of stealth is figuring out which crate to stand behind until they walk past your shipping container, and then you can move to a different shipping container. That doesn't go away. So, just keep those in the in your back pocket. Uh, cool. Also, Juniper, just keep using your Juniper stats, I think is probably for the best, yeah. 
That sounds good. Yeah, cool, cool. Great. <laughs> Juniper's so. having a lovely evening while all of this is going down. <laughs> so I've got the criminal gang together. And this is one of those things where we're both very good at our own world. And you're good at this world, but you're not in this world anymore. You're surrounded by the very scary, very violent, very betray-friendly people of my world. And I'm surrounded by the very squishy, uh, and he just, he points to Linden forgetting he's invisible so you can't see anything and won't look. But he's like, I'm surrounded by pathetic gnomes uh, with, I gave them your hand crossbows so they could do something and not just die. Here's the thing. How have you been doing with them? Uh, they've challenged my authority a few times. Uh, okay. So far, I've let them kill Greywater mercenaries, which I really don't feel good about. Wait, but wait, wait. You, you let them <laughs> challenge your authority and you just took it? No, I let them kill mercenaries and internally I feel like dog shit about it. When they challenged my authority, I tried to punch one of them and it didn't go well, but I did assert myself. Okay, <laughs> This is going to be a world where I understand you really like to phrase things in, in your benefit, and I don't want to be mean from the outside, but if you tried to punch them, you have officially failed to assert your authority. Let me guess, it was followed up by somebody asking you if you were in charge? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's a very bad sign. That means uh, they are very likely to try to kill you if you actually exert your authority. In future, if someone challenges your authority, especially if they, like, hit you or do something physical, you need to respond with overwhelming fatal violence. That's literally the only thing they respect. Should I be proactive here and just kill one of them unprovoked? Uh, I think then they might all try to kill you because technically you're on the outside. This is going to be a weird balance. Okay. The, the only way you can kill one, because now they're stronger than you, is to play along and then kill them if they're on their own. But if one of them starts slapping you around... You got to make a choice. Either you're in charge and you kill him, or you're going to be the whipping boy for this whole thing. Well, I don't want to be the whipping boy. These guys are extremely cruel. Uh, and by the way, they're opening a portal to bring in the rest of the horde to take over our realm. Okay, that's terrible. Are, th are there any linchpins to this plan? Like one thing that if they didn't have, it wouldn't work. Yeah, there's some kind of guy who's apparently their prisoner, but they're coercing him into opening the portal. They need some of this stuff, uh, but they can only bring through a few people at a time, and apparently with this and that guy, they can bring in a whole platoon or regiment or whatever. Okay, I hate to say this, and you're equally going to hate this, but we're both going to have to keep pretending to be the other person and do their job really well. Because I won't have access to the prisoner as you, but you will as me, and you can't steal this stuff as you without blowing that. So you have to stay you, and I have to be, no, I have to stay be, you. but in the wrong bodies. This is very hard. Uh, how do I steal what's in that goddamn uh, the thing? How do you... St it, it, I need to steal the ilium. I have an idiot with crossbows and you. <laughs> how would you do this? You're a great thief. I hate to say it, but you're a great thief. Well, you're already here and you're invisible. Uh... You might be able to just make off with some of the stuff right now. I could even walk you up to the back of the cart. Okay. Well, honestly, I got a lot of respect for you, but I know me. Uh, you are not stealthy in any way, shape, or form. And even if we're carrying over you being good at it, your armor will make you very bad at it. However, again, I know you don't like compliments and I don't like giving them. You are incredibly stealthy. I could get this stealth on my own. Between this ring... At this body? Oh my god, you can get anywhere. Look, 
If you've got the bag of holding still, just load it up with whatever's in there. Oh my god. I do have a genius's bag. Um, I, so, I ahead, guess I'll try and keep up appearances, but look, I <clears throat> want to make it clear. I think it's great that you're trying not to get those urchins into danger. I'd like to keep that going. Now, as for your friends here, uh, how do we feel about stopping them in a extremely permanent dead person fashion? I would be happier if they were all dead. Yes, kill them. Kill them. Great. Just don't okay. don't die in your body. Uh, okay, here's awkward fact. Uh, if we don't learn our lesson within a week, uh, I think our brains melt and we both die. Uh, and if either of us dies, uh, the other person's brain will explode out of their body and also die. So you can't die. If you die, I die. If I die, you die. No one dies. Then let me tell you something. I'm... <laughs> this this. I don't like saying this. I, as in that body you've got is completely fucking shit in a fight one, as if you're just one guy. You definitely need people distracting other fighters so you can sneak up on them and murder them. You are no good in a straight fight. Do you understand me? Okay, that's very good to know. Uh, okay, in turn, uh, you are no good at sneaking. You are only good in a straight-up fight, and you really only have enough overwhelming force to take out one capable opponent. So... You gotta, you gotta be able to spend that the right way. So, this is a weird thing that we have to do. We both need to think like the other person would for this to work. You need to be me, and not just look like me. You need to be me, and I need to be you, or both of our brains explode out of our bodies. Look, then, I'm having a tough time here so far. Could you, and I know this is a big ask for you to say in a hushed voice at the back of a caravan, but... What's your deal? Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> because I am not playing the part very well so far. Okay, here's, here's, I'm going to treat you like a spy where I have to create your backstory for you. Here it is. You see those three people on those carts in front of you, the ones you failed to impress because they seem incredibly dangerous? Yeah. They're the weakest people in the army. None of them rank above a corporal. They're basically interns. I come from a world where those are the interns. And everybody else is scarier. I have to work out all the time so that I'm very good at murder. Because when one of them challenges me, I have to slap them down so fucking hard that no one else thinks to ever come up against me. And then I hide. So your job is to do as little as possible and seem as capable and scary as possible, and then try to avoid fighting. You have to bounce back and forth between those three poles. Uh, they'll all probably try to ally with you individually at some point. They will all also betray you after they do that. You gotta stay five steps ahead. Um, <clears throat> as you say that, um, <laughs> uh, Junpai ceases to be five steps ahead um, as he begins to reduce his step count uh, to fall just very casually back closer to you. And then he says, Hey, Reginald. And I, I hear him mut- talking to me. <laughs> <I'm> like, <Yeah>. What? <laughs> I hear you muttering to yourself, this is good. We should talk at this volume. You know, Kira is bad at, at low frequencies. Right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Tinnitus. He's a bitch. Yeah. So listen, Captain General, 
You and I haven't always seen eye to eye. I made fun of your stupid wussy little murder room. Because, come on, children build rooms like that. Scared, scared little babies. Yeah, well, this world's full of little babies, so it was perfect until you idiots walked in there. <laughs> ah, you got me. You know, this is why I've always begrudgingly respected you. You, you seem different from everyone else. I think perhaps you and I should form an alliance. Um, well. Now, I will say... <laughs> Ryan as Reginald as Quinny. You are within earshot of all of this. You can fully try and steer no to Bergerac this situation if you want. <laughs> well, you're going to have to prove to me. Because you're right about one thing. I am different. I'm an alpha. And you're going to need to prove to me that you're not some beta cuck. Like, <laughs> no. I'm no beta. I'm an omega. If an alpha fucks me, I get pregnant. That's what I've read in my werewolf fan fiction, at least, back in our world. What do I, I need to do to prove myself? Not I a think cuck. Inside, inside Quinny Body Reginald is just like, how did he know the most popular form of fiction in our realm? And how did he know cucks are the worst thing ever? He's <laughs> calling everybody a chicken. Chickens are hated. The weird I'll, spiny cowards that taste so good. I don't want to be a delicious cluck. Tell me what to do. <laughs> I'll admit that when you uh, <laughs> when you hit me earlier, I, I, I felt it. So I knew there was something special about you too. But if you want an alliance, you're gonna have to prove your value to me. So how do you want me to like kill someone? Do you, do you need some relief? Do we need to go behind a tree? What's uh? What, how do I prove myself to you? Killing? Cause I'm no motherfucking wow. cluck. Killing someone sounds pretty good to me. Between the two, uh, the two other bone crushers, who do you think you break? Hang on, sorry, I got something in my throat. It sounds like a dog barking. It's uh, it's a condition. You you remember? It's from that time I ate a dog. <laughs> yeah, at yeah. the sound of the dog bark, um, I think uh, Reginald as Quinny uh, accidentally jumps in surprise uh, and vertically jumps twenty two feet <laughs> because he did not. He's not used to boots are striding and springing. Still invisible. Lands dexterously, but startled the shit out of himself. Fair enough. Um, so, um, Junpai looks back and he's like, well, listen, um, you know, there are so few of us here that uh, we can't afford to play these kinds of games. We also so, can't afford weakness among our ranks. I understand, Captain General, but um, <laughs> we answer to... Uh, to a higher, higher power here. Um, can you roll me a persuasion check? That classic Quinny skill. Yeah. Uh, that is a 19. I mean, it's not bad. Ah, uh, but it's not enough. Um, so he says, uh, I, I understand, but um, things are different on this side of the portal, you know? We, uh, once we own this world, we can turn on each other and it'll be delightful. Unending war with friends. What could be better? But until then, we uh, we originals need to stay together. Um, that's a term we've started using, uh, originals, from the original world, not from this shitty, shitty copy world. 
So we gotta stay safe while we fight the copy world assholes, you know? But of the two, um, honestly, I would rather fight Fluffy than Kira, and that is saying a lot. Because Fluffy is pretty scary, even by our standards. All right, then. So when we start the... What's the word I'm looking for? Ceremony? Ritual. So when we start the ritual to open that portal, we're going to send a message to everyone coming through. You and me, we're going to rule this world together. We're going to kill the other two. Damn. Fluffy's is your, Fluffy's yours. And I'll take Kira to show once and for all that I'm the original general. The OG. The OG. Oh, yeah. God. I like that. Okay, look, um, I'm in on this plan. What should we call our alliance? Something grim, dark, and cool, like our OG world. Yeah. Also, shouldn't uh, you be OCG for original Captain General? Now nah, we're changing the ranks again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking hard right now. All right, yeah, let's do it. Let's change it all. Yeah. Wow. So, what's going to be our cool uh, alliance name? Well, talking about boners, I'm pretty hard over here myself. So we're we're Team Cross Swords. Team Cross Swords. Yeah, that's Cluckus. I mean, no, 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 Clucks. You're not a beta. You're an alpha. Like, God. Like Reginald. Gotta be stronger. Never cry. Never cry. To, I mean, mm, cool. All right, Cross Swords because of our dicks. I like it. Yeah. All right, I'll... You can't pinch an inch on us. It's all hard all over. Damn right. You keep it sexy, baby. You keep it sexy all day. I'll pat him on the ass and encourage him to walk forward and not talk to me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He, like, uh, he struts forward like like he's got something to talk about, uh, and you hear a brief metallic ding off his codpiece. He was not lying. Um, It was... uh, that was I was gonna throw well to you, and you're talking yeah. anyway. So that's good. <laughs> pretty well done, Quinny. I don't know how you knew that he was really into werewolf erotica about being an alpha and a beta. I had no Sorry. fucking idea. Your world is garbage. <laughs> Honestly, yes. I there's a reason I'd rather be here. Um, okay, here's the thing about the other two, though. Just so you know, I, Fluffy, Fluffy's a big fan. A vampire erotic fiction, so don't try to play the same werewolf cards. It's all vampires, very sexy dominance. Uh, and then, just so you know, Kira is into YN erotic fiction. That's where it inserts your name as the reader into it, so you might need to walk her through an erotic alliance story using horror name or saying YN, which, whichever you'd prefer. Oh. But that's going to be key to the alliance. The trick is, play them all against each other. I'm going to go be a thief. One could even say... Uh, and I just jump up, and it looks like Mario, but he can't see because it's invisible. And I Mario? gently run a cheek over his face, and I just say, the greatest thief in the world. Uh, and then I'm going to stealth forwards invisibly towards uh, the cart that I need to steal from. Uh, from the trees um, with the um, enchanted monocle she has, Delia looks down and sips her tea and says... Oh, looks like I didn't need the fallen love potion after all. And she sips it. She's like, oh, too hot. <laughs> Chamomile! 
Um, and then uh, she continues to watch um, the not invisible to her um, form of uh, Quinny as he continues to steal. So, um, Ryan Quinny, uh, you have <laughs> a cart to rob. How do you want to attempt to rob this cart? Also, are you at all concerned about where Lyndon is? Because you guys have been walking and talking for a considerable amount of time. So do you want to look around for her? Or have you just kind of forgotten about her and want to get at this cart? I think Reginald is used to working with a capable team at this point. Oh, Reginald. So he hasn't learned Quinny's paranoia about people letting him down yet. So he's just focused on... Uh, Climbing, like getting into this carriage. So what exactly does this one look like, Tom? The one that's armored and has got the shit in it. Yeah. So um, what I want you to imagine is, and I'm going to metagame just a little bit because it'll just be easier for description's sake. Um, but essentially, this thing is in a um, a metal tank. So a, a cylindrical metal tank. Um, it's about the size of like a tanning bed. <laughs> it's the only metaphor I can think of right now. But um yeah, so it's about a six-foot-long cylindrical um, uh, steampunk metallic tank. Um, it has um, it is under a tarp. Uh, it has been secured to the cart. It's under a tarp on the cart, and then there are rounded shields um, along either side, along the top, one on the back. Basically, think like um, the world's cheapest shield wall. Um, and the goal is that um, from the the metallic clanking you can hear as it goes over bumps. This is clearly um a well-armored tank um but that isn't to say if someone were to shoot it from a distance that it couldn't be pierced so the shields aren't meant to be the only defense the actual defense is the tank they're just being extra cautious so it's strapped down tarp to hide it shields to protect it that's what you're dealing with okay from a distance if you get up closer you can get some more details all right, so first thing he's going to do is he's going to go close. Uh, but Reginald in his head is thinking, all right, what would Quinny do? Now, what would Reginald do? Run at this yelling, demand something, or perhaps quit and leave. What would Quinny do? Quinny. He'd go forwards. Not at the front or the back, because there are other, you know, carts and people are watching. He'd go to the side. And what would he do? Would he climb awkwardly like a giant beached whale? No, that's what Reginald would do. He would climb up and flip over like some sort of strange gymnast and then say something needless to himself like so fucking cool or whatever <laughs> and then probably go under the tarp to see what he's looking at but he'd adjust the whole way so i gotta keep my head on a swivel like a cat uh and then he'll advance towards the tank all right roll me a stealth check please <laughs> you can have advantage because you're invisible and cool <laughs> that is 27 <laughs> oh man you needed a 20 no <laughs> level 12 <laughs> that's fine um <laughs> You're the DM now. Congratulations. Um, so um, with all that in mind, uh, you managed to flip yourself up onto the, the cart. And uh, I assume, were you like digging under the tarp? Yeah, I think he'd wriggle under. Like he's all stealthy. <laughs> yeah, you feel a freedom um, that you've never felt because you've never been inside a dancer's body before. And um, the, uh, the, the, the speed and flexibility with which your limbs respond is like... Um, Freeing in like a, you know, when, when uh, particularly baseball players will train with weights on their bats so that when they actually swing, it's like, I'm a god. It's kind of that. You're just like, okay, time to wriggle. And you're like, oh, 
everything moves so easily. It's uh, it's a little bit like moving through a cloud. It's honestly a freedom you've never known. It's yeah, in his nice. hand, he thinks like, I've never had sex, but this guy would be great at it. <laughs> so fucking cool. I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, truly. And he's got um, such a big hug. <laughs> so majestic. Been inside a dancer before, but Quinny has, huh? Hey, Look, I think we've established Quinny fucks. Like, there's no, there's no so. question in anyone. I can't remember if we did, but yeah. I mean, Ooh, he hasn't in years, but yeah, <laughs> no, he's no, agreed. He hasn't spell. since the adventure began. But a Quinny self-imposed fucks. dry spell. He could, he could, he could get laid anytime he wants. I mean. <laughs> Honestly, given that Reginald has a full week in his body, he very well might. Because <laughs> there's no closets around, am I right? This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices if people were outside of the U.S. were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Hello, everyone. It's Tyler Hewitt here, just taking a little break from the show to let you know that Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. Yeah. Did you know that? Have you heard about this? We've got a Patreon, and we've got a bunch of different tiers for you to subscribe at, the lowest one being just $1 per month, and with that, you actually get one of my favorite perks. You get access to our patron-only Discord. You've got a lot of fans hanging out on there already. It's very active. Uh, we hang out on there. We're active uh, and part of the Discord as well. We've got one of my favorite channels is the Questions for Cast channel, where you can ask us about our process, about our characters or anything like that, but also just like personal, you know, kind of get to know us questions as well. Uh, And I like getting to know the fans of our shows uh, on this Discord. So it's been great so far. I highly recommend it. You should head over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. One more time, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. See you there. So, yeah, um, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> honestly, I feel like that would be real good for Reginald. He'd be like, I am. Let's yeah. do it. All right. So I've wriggled um, under the tarp. Yes. So you, um, there's, again, this giant metal tank. Um, it's sort of like bouncing back and forth a bit. I'm imagining you're like, really, this is a pretty good hiding spot because with the way it's secured, there is space between the tank and the bed of the cart. Um, and the, um, the straps that are holding it down. So you're able to like really kind of get in next to it. Um, it's a big, heavy metallic tank. There are, um, those sort of classic, like 
submarine or diver mask, like big, heavy um, sort of glass um, viewports or whatever. Viewports, yeah, that have been like um, they've got heavy bolts around them just to make sure they're very secured. And inside, you can see um, a liquid that looks a bit like um, if you spill um, oil or more realistically, for my frame of reference, a bubble solution on water. <clears throat> so it's got kind of constantly shifting, beautiful rainbow spectrum, even in the dim light of, of being under this tarp. Um, it's also a considerable fucking amount of this. Um, question for you, though, Ryan. How much magical shit have you encountered? You fought, because again, the, the Alliance... We should be clear, because I, I forgot this and then was reminded. The Alliance is like vampires and like a bunch of monsters. Like, it's not like, hey, we're the happy elves. It's like they're fucking nightmares. Um, how much magic has Reginald encountered this close up in terms of like alchemical ingredients and um, components for spells, do you think? I feel like he'd have some basic familiarity with whatever was lugged around in terms of artillery because he couldn't actually command an army to take a kingdom without some knowledge of like how to use mages yeah, and yeah, explosives yeah, totally. and shit. But he's not like an expert. He's the guy who can be like, move it closer to the wall or like, he's the guy who's like, don't drop that. <laughs> yeah. Whatever would prevent him from dying on the road. <laughs> so basically um, you recognize this fluid then. Um, and normally you've seen it in vials. Um, it's a, a component that essentially helps supercharge uh, magical abilities, often at tremendous cost to the user. If we're talking like 40K terms, it's a little bit like over overcharging your psyker. <laughs> so you could like send a message across space. Their head will explode, but like the message will get through. So this is the kind of thing that usually makes mages pop, um, but is um, in the same way like berserkers... Um, would often get like super high before combat. It's it's no, there's not necessarily a way back from this, but this stuff is very potent. And again, you're used to like small vials of this shit. So the fact that this is a fucking like tub of it is alarming. But also to the original point of, of robbing this, incredibly valuable. In very very small doses, this can like bump mages a little bit. In vial doses, it basically turns you into a bomb. In this amount, like, ah. So it's magical cocaine. Cocaine, yes. All right, so where are the where are these viewports? Are they high up? Are they low down? Like, what's um, the... They're lo so it, it's like a long... Um, I'm honestly just thinking of like a septic tank style build. So it's like a long, um, almost like a pill-shaped uh, metal coffin. Um, there are two on the sides, and um, there's kind of a, a large circular viewport on top. With like the the full on old timey metal submarine um, lock wheel, so if you spin that a bunch of times, you could open it. But it is there are also clamps everywhere. There's locks. There are keys involved. Like it's not they weren't just like ah, we'll just trust this. All right, uh, I, I'll open the bag of holding uh, and see if there's anything in it that would get ruined if it gets wet. Um, can you roll me an Arcana check? Oh, I see. Uh, ne never mind. You don't need to. I was thinking um, whether you could determine whether or not the bag could get wet, but you're talking about filling the bag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, do roll me an Arcana check for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> that is a dirty 20. Um, <clears throat> so your experience with bags of holding is that they're... Uh, they are very useful. 
I think they're actually fairly common in your world because you're the other thing that's that's kind of fun about this. This was something I encountered in um, a video game recently where you're normally a character who has nothing, and then you play as a character who, who is like part of an army, and you're like, oh, oh, I just have ammo. That's nice. Um, everyone has bags of holding where you come from, but they are also known to be highly volatile. Um, unlike when the Dum Dums crew got in, we're like, maybe a gnome can survive in here. <laughs> um, for you, um, I think they are, um, it's a little bit like carrying a live grenade. It's very useful, but also very dangerous. And I think the, based on also Reginald's cowardice and hesitancy around such things, you know, if you put a bag in a bag, it explodes and kills everyone. So if you put, like, and you said cocaine, I would say it's like, it's closer to bath salts. If you put like magic meth oh. in a magic bag, it might be okay. Or unending horrors. Okay, then that plans out. Uh, <laughs> um, do I have we... anything in that bag that would be useful in terms of like vials or anything, Tyler? Do you have anything like a... Vials? No. Um, actually... Let me just check the contents of. Do the- I have like a water skin or any of that shit in a bird? You absolutely pack? would yeah. have all of. Yeah. Uh, and and Tyler, I don't know if you put those things in, but I would say uh, we could. Ar- oh, actually, this is worth mentioning. We haven't played in a long time. Um, you all have stress again. Welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so you all have five points of stress. Um, you don't need to spend stress on this uh, because I would argue that Quinny would likely keep all of his adventuring gear in the bag of holding, right? Or do you keep well, it I kind put of a bunch sacred? Of value- Put a bunch of valuable stuff in there for the night. Um, but in terms of like your, I mean, as a man who wears a backpack everywhere, would yeah. you put your kind of backpack stuff in there? Or is there still a part of you that's kind of viewing this as like buttholes bag? That is definitely a factor. Yeah, I put gold in it just because we've accumulated so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do keep most of my stuff on me for quick access and things like that. I don't have time <clears throat> to be rooting around into a bag of holding. For right. Like Fair enough. I need to do my job. So, actually, by that logic, then, um, Ryan, on your back, you have Quinny's pack under the cloak, uh, the um, Ilthid cloak. Uh, Ilthid dragon. Remember that? What a wild ride. Um, So, you do have his pack. I don't think you find it in the bag, but you do definitely have access to all of his kind of regular gear. Okay, cool. Um, Then I don't know which way would be easier, but thinking as Quinny, he's got essentially two goals. One. He needs to get inside it so he can fill the wine bag or the wineskin with the stuff because then he's got something for Team Heist and Quinny would always steal because uh, he needs to keep these gnomes convinced and he needs to know what he's doing. Also, he feels like if he does a bad job being Quinny, Quinny will do a bad job being him. There's like a weird karma he's <laughs> believing in here. It's a face-off uh, situation. I understand. And then uh, he basically <laughs> wants to find a way to either break or leave open a bunch of the viewports and then knock a wheel off so that it spills all over the fucking place so they don't have this giant bomb worth of shit. Instead, it could just be liquid on the ground. So step one is get in, get wineskin. Step two is break it and pour everything out. Okay. Um, so, and you're looking, sorry, you you want to look in the bag for something that could help you do that? Uh, no, I feel like he's got thieves tools and stuff yep. that Quinny would have. So yeah, so go ahead and roll a proper Quinny check. This is a sleight of hand with thieves tools. Um, however, I am going to give you disadvantage on this because you as Reginald have never had to pick a lock. That is so true. The, the, the hands are nimble. Uh, <laughs> quote of the Zapper again. The mind is willing, but the flesh is weak and spongy. Uh, you've got the inverse problem. Um, the, the, 
The flesh is willing. The flesh is the, willing. The, the brain is weak is and spongy. <laughs> very talkative. I do, I do have a uh, a boon granted to me by you, Tom. Um, when I got three t- natural twenties in a row on lock picking, so you gave me a plus one to lock picking. I don't know if that that's applies. true. That does apply. Yep. Okay. And we'll say that is literally just the fingers are the fingies are very talented. Again, I can feel fucks. more than I should. It's yeah. trippy. So, Laura, how are you doing while he's rolling those dice? Thank you for your patience. I'm doing great. This right, is, I'm sorry. It's just fun. Honestly, it's like so much fun to just like sit back and like watch what's going on. Yeah, you're getting a real Mythos Mysteries adventure here where just yeah, one I'm character not, gets sidelined for a full episode. Uh, 17. <laughs> um, okay, yep. So with 17, um, you managed to um, pop the, the clasps that are holding the... Because um, basically they were like clamps that were holding the wheel. So they pop off. Uh, however, now you have a completely different challenge, which is this is a heavy metal wheel that has clearly been locked very tight by someone very strong. So you reach out with your Reginald brain and try and just crank this wheel, uh, and it is it is real tight. It's like someone who really turned that faucet in rage. Uh, so normally you would just muscle through this, but you don't have any muscles anymore. So what do you do? Hmm. You can still roll a strength check. It's just this is a much harder thing for for a Quinny body to do. Well, I think he probably tried to muscle it again, just because that's where his brain is at. So we'll try that at the so game. Let's go um, athletics, please. Yeah, he. Let's see what happens. That is. Uh, that is a two, with minus one becomes a one. Mm. Um. Do keep in mind your natural ones, though, because now you are lucky because you are That's a half true. Yeah, so, so that was just, a, just a, a uh, tremendous failure. But doesn't does move. does he have my initi- my um, inspiration? No, you have your inspiration. I have it, okay. It fall, falls yeah, no. Give it a try. Okay. <laughs> um, he can see in. <laughs> does Misty Step let you teleport into something if you can see inside it? Laura, I'm looking to you. Um, I believe you have to see it. I believe that you have to see where you're going. Dimension door lets you go places you can't see, but I don't think this D-step does. Yeah, but I can uh, see through viewports into the interior of the tank. Oh, if you can see it. It's an unoccupied you space can go that you there. can see. Yeah, That's you can is, have yeah. barriers between it, but if you can see it, you can go. I'll allow it. I think uh, he looks into it and he like he's, he muscles and he muscles and it won't move and in his head he's like curse this puny body I knew I was better uh, and then he'll look down and he'll just be looking at one of the viewports he's like how the hell do I get in there all I want to do is be inside come on just be inside and he just like night crawlers himself invisibly and falls into Ilium inside he's like Wah! I need you to roll me a survival check to see if you breathe in a f- full mouthful of of Ilium. You're going to fucking kill my character. Roll real well, dude. <laughs> That's a 19. Um, Reginald, your natural cowardice and panic is so well-tuned that the minute, the minute you feel yourself falling forward, you just clench everything. You, you, like, you clench your nostrils, you clench your mouth, you clench your throat, <laughs> you clench your butt. You're just like, no. Um, so suddenly you're floating in ilium. Um, but weirdly, you're super clenched, your eyes are closed, and you're not breathing. Um, and you, and you I feel, just yeah, stop with the wine thing, shake it around, <laughs> so the air comes out. 
restopper it, then realize I don't know how to get out with my eyes closed. Feel, feel, find a viewport. If I could find a viewport. Ah, uh, roll a. I was gonna say sleight of hand, but I think this is perception. Or, well, it depends. I'll give you perception if you're trying to find it. I'll give you insight if you're just like leaning on like faith that I'll get out. Oh no, no, he 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 does not have faith in himself. I didn't at any think point. so. I just wanted to give you the option, dude. <laughs> that is a twenty-two. Nice. Um, you slam it, you slam it, you slam it. And I think the, the, the thought running through your mind is just, you know, everyone says, like, die young, we have a beautiful corpse. You don't want to be the guy who died in the quitty body. That will mean he was better at driving this body. And you're better, damn it. Um, so you, you're, you're feeling around desperately, um, it, just as you can feel your air running out. Um, and finally, you, you tap the viewport. You feel the viewport there. Now, the catch is, based on the word rules as written, I think, about this spell, you need to be able to see where you're going. Is that correct, Laura? Yep. Do you yes. open your eyes? He's like, or your eye? I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here. Opens his eyes to try to teleport out the moment he opens his eyes. <clears throat> okay. Um, Tyler as Quinny as Reginald. Um, okay. Quinny... Uh, Reginald driving your body disappeared, like, has been invisible, but has snuck away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with your trained eye, you see um, a little, like, flutter of the, um, like, the shields ripple and the uh, the tarp ripples a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking of him thinking as you, it makes sense that he would try and sneak in and do something. Um, but you also realize that he's not great at being invisible because you keep seeing the shields bump. Mm. Um so your job over the next few minutes is to distract uh, the bone crushers from noticing that even though he's invisible and doing good stealth, he's a guy under a tarp and he's not like being stealthy about it. He's like feeling around and doing shit. Um, so uh, you've already had a good chat with Junpai, who's now like walking very confidently, uh, if admittedly a little bit stiffly. Um, ha uh, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for picking up what I'm putting down. Um, <laughs> Boner. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, Kira is is looking back fairly frequently with with a bit of a, a strict eye, um, and Fluffy um, is just like walking in a, a really alarmingly like slow. You know, in, in movies when someone's like slow motion, like uh, frolicking through like a field of sunflowers, and then just like flailing their limbs. Um, that's the way Fluffy walks. Uh, it's real upsetting. Hmm. Um, but um, uh, he's also walking, like, next to the cart. And um, his head happens to be turned away when the first bump of the shield happens. But you realize, if you don't do something quick, Fluffy's absolutely going to notice this. What do you do? Um, I... Uh... I'll walk up to to Fluffy and and try to uh, try to talk to him, um, and in having a conversation, kind of try to lead us away from the cart. Yep. Uh, uh, so I'll say, uh, "So, Fluffy, it's good to see you again. I have to say, I never thought I'd see anyone from the old platoon. Uh, how have you been?" 
Um, and Fluffy's head turns like 90 degrees on their neck and just it, his head just swivels to you. And without the um, the lips moving in your your head, like a like a strong wind blowing through your ears, you just say, oh, I am good. It is all so nice for me to see someone from our dimension. So nice. I don't, I don't want to talk to Fluffy. I don't want to do this anymore. Um. <laughs> Tiptoe through the tulips. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I'll, I'll say, uh, oh yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, any, uh, any cool stories from the Horde? What have you been up to? I still hear the dreams and unfulfilled potential of those I've killed. (laughs) That, That is great. That is just. Oh, they had such ambitions. Love, love to. Love to see that. Did uh, you know that those mercenaries thought they had their own country? <laughs> Say, uh, you're a you're a big vampire guy, if I remember correctly. Is that right? Oh, someone's speaking my language. <laughs> so uh, you surely uh, you know about uh, Strahd von Zarovich of our realm, right? Yes, Commander Strahd of the Alliance. Yeah, well, I ran into the Strahd von Zarovich of this realm quite recently. Did you fuck him up? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is torture. Um, we want people to listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's such a powerful deterrent. Um... Uh, uh, I love it. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, we actually—I I hung out with a whole bunch of Strads from all different dimensions. I don't know what this voice is becoming. Jesus Christ! Does that mean there might be other Fluffies? Uh, something worth thinking about. Imagine a chorus of my voices speaking together. Ah, uh, music to my ears. Can you roll a fucking deception check as hard as you humanly can? <laughs> I'm say it was good music. Tyler, oh, touche, so touche. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> uh, deception, you say? Sorry, this is so weird. 17. I believe you. Well, good. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you can always trust me. So, was he hot? I mean, some of him uh, uh, was hot. Uh, other hymns were not as well uh, put together. But, uh, boy, when I tell you that there was uh, how, how to occupy Fluffy's mind, uh, when I tell you that there was a strad orgy of just strad on strad action, it was, it was really something. Glorious. Yeah. Uh, uh, just think about it. Think about... One strad, you know, sucking the blood out of a mortal, and then like make out like transferring that blood to another strad, and then just down down the line, just kind of Ooh, mopily doing that. Smooching strads. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, think on that for a while. <laughs> Fluffy just uh, levitates off the ground, and then like uh, he's been pulled by an invisible hook, just like falls off into the bushes. And um, you hear Kira turn around and say, Reginald, did, did you just tell Fluffy about some hot vampire on vampire shit? Uh, and I'll like, no, I was going to like try and play like coy, like we're friends, but I guess we're not. Be like, yeah, you know, I couldn't resist it. It had been so long. So he's doing whatever he does when that happens. A tree bursts into flames nearby. That's normal. (laughs) Yes. As expected. Indeed. Reginald, you state the obvious a lot more than I remember. Yeah, well, I don't have anyone else from the old world to talk to, so I just end up talking to myself. Uh, And uh, she just smiles and she says, Don't worry, my friend. We'll solve that soon enough. I want that to happen. (laughs) This world has done terrible things to you. Um, (laughs) So, Reginald... um, you uh, you are back in the um, sort of just wedged between um, the uh, the tube um, and the cart. Uh, however, you did expose your eye to Ilium. Yep. Um, I need you. I'm on drugs. <laughs> what's your um? <clears throat> what uh? Tyler, um, warlock spellcasting is off charisma, correct? All right, so Ryan, I need a charisma save from you, please. Um, because uh, A, having only recently received any warlocky powers, this is entirely foreign to you. B, um, Quinny is also an untrained warlock who just like got hell powers a while back. So like this, this was always just a fire in a bottle uh, being somewhat maintained. So <laughs> let's see what happens. 18. I'm rolling very well because I am not adding much <clears throat> to any of these. All right, so... Um, you, uh, you you roll around for a moment, um, your head swimming, and um, you see uh, it's frostbite's your, your sword, right, Tyler? Yep. Um, you see, like, a hilt explode out of your palm for a moment, and in a panic, you just jam it back in. Um, <clears throat> and then you check your hand for stigmata because you're, you're a little bit worried. Um, and um, you, you feel twitchy, but admittedly, for your brain, you're a guy who regularly snorts gems. So being like vaguely high all the time is actually kind of your MO. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I've snorted children before. Yeah, so you you managed to like kind of calm it down and you're like, okay, all right. Yeah, this is this is bad, but I know this. <laughs> God. Um, so you have a, a full um, wineskin of Ilium. Uh, what do you do? Uh, go back to the window and just misty step out to where I was. So like you are out where you were. Oh, I'm out where I was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're out of, you're out of the tube. You're, you're like, um, right. pressed against it. You're on the, the bed of the cart under okay, the Okay. Then what I want to do is cause there's these viewports. Uh, do they have like bolts around them? Like what's holding the viewports in yeah, place? Yeah. Really do think like a, like a shitty scuba, like a, a shitty submarine. <laughs> I want to use the thieves tools and I want to take off the viewports. Like I want to open them up so that if it gets knocked over, it pours. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll me sleight of hand, please. 
Uh, no disadvantage this time because you're not trying to pick a complex lock. You're just trying to unscrew some shit. That is uh, 18. 18. Um, all right. So you're not able to like take off all the bolts because they're all there's a lot, but you're able to take off um, like a couple of the loosen a couple of the bottom ones, which means that ilium starts to spill out. It won't take all of the ilium out, but it starts leaking into the um, the cart bed. Great. Um, okay, then here's what I want to do. I want to wriggle back out, and I want to get below the cart, and I want to knock a wheel off. Like, I want to do whatever I can with the axle. I want to just take it out yep. so it'll spill for as long as it can. Uh, give me an acrobatics check, please. Nice. <laughs> that is a dirty 20. Um, you swing down and uh, with um, full-on, like, fucking flying Grayson's level of acrobatics, you boot uh, the cartwheel off uh, and suddenly the entire cart lurches and hits the ground. Ilium starts dumping out the other side of the cart um, and you just hear uh, the driver say, Oh, no! Uh, the, the axle! There's a problem! Oh, no. Uh, everyone stop. Halt, company. They do. <laughs> Kira is looking at you questioningly. Form up a defensive perimeter. <laughs> um, they don't. Kira continues to look at you, um, her eyes narrowing. Well, what, what, what the hell's the matter with you? Um, is there a torch in a burglar's pack? Uh, yeah, there is. Yeah. Great. Uh, from underneath, I would like to essentially light a torch and then start sprinting away, but throw it back into the ilium that's spilling out. <laughs> so you're you're full on like Goldblum Jurassic Park running away with a torch? No, no, no. I'm throwing the torch back to try to light the ilium on fire. But yes. All right. Um, so you begin to sprint away. You throw the the torch back. Um, can you roll me a? This will be a ranged attack. Normally we'd use strength, but I feel like this is a dex throw. So take whatever um, stats Quinny has for ranged. Um, use that. Uh, Tyler, can you roll me an insight check, please? Insight. Oh, wow. You're pretty good at that, dude. Uh, that's a 23. Hmm. Um you can see Kira's eyes um, not fully dart over, but like partially dart over to the driver. And you realize um, that part of the reason she is is so suspicious and, and kind of like weirdly standoffish is this kind of incompetence from a civilian driver should mean immediate death. And the fact that you haven't killed him is really um, bugging her. What do you do? Um. <sighs> I uh, I grab him, and I uh, you got you got rope, I think. Yeah, you got hemp and rope. I, I grab him, and I I grab his uh, I tie his hands together, and I tie him to the end of the cart, and I say, "If you fucked us over for some kind of ambush, you're not getting to run away. We're gonna fix this, and you're not getting to drive anymore either. You're being dragged." Because I have land vehicle land vehicle proficiency, so I can I can drive the cart. 
<clears throat> so we're just going to drag this guy through the mud and basically say like, yeah, that's that's what I do. Cool. Um, so you say that and you stride back up and kind of hop up into the uh, uh, the driver's seat. And Kira's still kind of looking at you like she thinks maybe there's more to this. Like you're going to drag him for a bit, then kill him. Like She's not really sure. Then I uh, say to her, uh, what are you looking at? I said form a defensive perimeter. We could be under attack any moment. Yeah, all right. Uh, and uh, she turns and, and kind of like um, drops into like a, a fighting stance. Um, you uh, get in, in, into the um, uh, the driver's seat uh, and grab the reins, and um, to some extent breathe like a, a tiny sigh of relief that like you've managed to fucking theoretically uh, calm the situation down. You save the driver. You think you've got it under control, yeah. which is when the torch is tossed. Ryan, what did you roll? 23. First, you hear the driver scream, and then you hear the explosion as uh, the cart erupts in a blast of magical fury. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons' artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Zekin X, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. From the team behind the award-winning Best Fiction Horror Podcast, Nightlight. A new audio drama that brings the southern folklore of True Blood and the cosmic horror of Lovecraft Country to your ears. You don't hear that, do you? Afflicted is a tale of hoodoo, a demonic book bound in human flesh, and natural disasters that are anything but natural. Which grave did you get the dirt from? Which grave? Afflicted, a horror thriller audio drama coming this Halloween thanks to our Indiegogo supporters. Subscribe now to get notified the moment the first episode drops. It's It's the name. name.